Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. How are we doing today? I hope you're well. We're back live on Instagram Live as well with this week's podcast. Um, I experimented with it last week and everyone that listened to it on SoundCloud, of all the people that listened to it on SoundCloud, nobody's come to me and said it didn't work for them. They didn't like it. So recording the podcast, I'll upload it onto SoundCloud and I'm also on Instagram Live. Oh, we've got somebody joining us. We've got Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? Hope you're well, mate, and surviving the lockdown. Hope you've got milk, bread, and toilet roll. Um, so welcome to podcasting with Callum Baird. This is episode seven. Um, we started this started this back in January, at the end of January. Um, so go back and have a listen to the other podcasts and see if this is for you. Um, see if you're um, well, not see if it's for you. It's just you know, just sort of getting. Get into the why the podcast is here, what the point is, what what I want to do with it, why why I'm doing it. I know <clears throat> every white guy with a microphone does a podcast these days, so um, it's kind of hard to sort of stand out as a white guy with a microphone doing a podcast. So go back and have a listen to the other podcasts. They've all they're all in a playlist on SoundCloud that you can listen to and um, make of what you will. Um, and I've set up a Patreon page as well. And, and I just want to thank my patron, my patrons, uh, Dr. Ewan Gibbs and Rab Patterson and his wife, Lynn, um, who are basically sponsoring this podcast. So um, thank you to them uh, for, for becoming patrons. And if you're sitting there and you're listening to this or you're watching this on Instagram live and you've got a spare quid, head over to my Patreon page if you want to become a patron. It's patreon.com forward slash Callum Baird songs and uh, there's four tiers there. Have a look and see which tier works best for you if you want to make that. Um, well, I just got a, a message on Twitter from Direct Line about my car insurance. That can wait. Um, so head over to my Patreon page and see if you want to see if there's a tier there that works for you. Um, and um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I'm grateful in advance if you make that decision. We've got some more folk joining us here on Instagram Live. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining. This is Podcasting with Callum Baird, episode 7. And um, I hope you're well. I'm feeling a bit tired today. I don't really know what's wrong with me. Um, I hope I'm not coming down with anything. I don't think there's anything going about, so I should be okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Welcome along. If you're new to the podcast, go and check out the playlist I've made on SoundCloud and listen to the rest and sort of get a feel for what we're doing. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, being a, a musician and surviving in this coronavirus time. Uh, I've already, I talked about that in last week's podcast, but there's a constantly changing situation and there's some more advice I've got here from musicians as well that I'm going to share with you. I'm just going to take a sip for my delicious tea uh, that I made. Hang on a second. nice refreshing okay so what have i done in the past week well as i mentioned i lodged the patreon page so feel free to go and have a look at that if you fancy it um all the content i put out will still be happening whether i've got patrons or not um so you know there's no obligation if you're sitting there thinking oh i like calm's music and he'll stop if he stop if he doesn't get enough patrons or whatever um no i'll, I'll keep going but if you feel like being a patron that's obviously appreciated um, I reorganised my website and I think that's something musicians need to think about as well. I've, um, I went online today for the first time in a, about a couple of weeks, um, well, not today, yesterday for the first time in a couple of weeks and was updating that and I still had gigs on there that have been cancelled for like two weeks because of this situation and um, so I had to update that. I added my Patreon page on there. Um, so I had to make some adjustments. So if you're sort of, if you're a musician yourself and you're you've got social media and you've got output have a think about um if you've updated your website and you've taken account of the coronavirus situation um and just sort of it's a good chance to give your your website and social media a bit of spring cleaning i suppose so i've kind of been doing that with my my website and my social media um i've been he heavily overdosing on football manager um i downloaded that on friday night i think last week or saturday night and I've been playing it relentlessly. I think my license has probably expired now, so I won't be playing it for um, 
for the foreseeable because I'm not spending 40 quid on it but I heavily overdosed on it um, won a couple of trophies which was nice um, did the fantasy draft with a few friends got absolutely spanked in one game though um, which was not which was a which was a learning curve you know I learned from my mistakes I learned not to pick shit players was basically the the, the learning curve um, so yeah heavily overdosed in football manager and I've started I downloaded um, I bought this Disney plus thing um, hi everyone on Instagram live that's waving at me sorry I'm, I'm, I'm not ignoring you welcome along thanks for tuning in um, <clears throat> I don't I got Disney Disney plus I got rid of Amazon because there's hee-haw on it worth watching and I got Disney and I've been watching that as well um, going back for the old childhood classics recess um, recess has been getting heavy watched uh, and Spider-Man as well the old 1990s cartoon is on there um, and I tuned into like an episode that was a favourite of mine when I was younger and I thought it was just like I obviously remembered it wrong, just thought it was like one episode, but it's like it's like a six parter, like and they keep adding new characters and they all have to have their backstory explained. So I've put that down for the day. Um that that needs a rest. And um I'm now speaking to you at this podcast. I'm just gonna take another sip from my tea. Mm people on Instagram live, please enjoy my mug, Vladimir Lenin, and I'll try and turn it around without spilling it, Melody in Rhythmus, it's a German magazine, left-wing culture magazine, originated in the GDR in the 1950s and is still going, um, and I was in, I was in it a few, um, two or three years ago, and I picked up the copy of the magazine, um, I don't remember when it was, but the edition I was in, Damon Albon had done a, a, a um, an interview at, in, in, at the same at the same time. So I was in the magazine with Damon Albon. How do you like that? An East German communist magazine with Damon Albon. How do you like that? That is a claim to fame. Welcome everyone on Instagram Live, and welcome to you, the listener, if you listen to this on SoundCloud, if you're listening to this in the future on SoundCloud. Um, thank you. Or the past. Hmm. How does that work? Actually, that's a good point. If I'm live on Instagram and I'm recording this, are you listening to this in the future or in the past? Somebody can let me know in the comments if they can be asked. Um, yes, I've been playing Football Manager. I also applied for Universal Credit, which... Um, <laughs> sorry, just a very funny comment on uh, Instagram Live. Sorry. Um... I applied for Universal Credit this week, and um, what an absolute shit show that is. Um, I don't even really know where to start with that whole thing. Um, it starts with me getting quite angry and frustrated, and ends with me being on BBC Newsnight um, on Wednesday night. Um, go figure that one out. Um, there's, a, there's a lot to explain in the middle there, so I'm going to have to try and give you the, the extended highlights, or, or the key highlights. Or maybe just the commentary, whatever. Um, so basically, I applied for Universal Credit on Monday as per the government advice. It was fairly straightforward doing it, um, but the hardship or the struggle came when I had to verify my application. Now, when I pay my taxes, I use a digital process for that. It's fairly straightforward. I tried to use the same company for verifying my Universal Credit application. However, I had to upload a picture of my passport which is fine, obviously, that's, you know, okay, okay, can live with that, but then I had to take a picture of myself, like a selfie, on this app, and they would compare it with my um, picture on the um, passport. Now, that's, in theory, that's all well and good, but I had my passport picture taken six years ago, um, and my hair has switched. I have less hair on the top of my head and more on my chin, if you catch what I'm getting at. So there was no way on hell that my picture was going to match with my passport. And of course my application got rejected. So I had to go to another online verification website. Very dodgy. Um, clearly getting a lot of money from the government to produce provide a shit service. Um, and went on there. Uh, it was Experian I think it was. And it was secure identity in the post office. But I had to set up an account. But because the servers were so overloaded, they were sort of, uh, it was a queue system, and I was number 40,000 odd in the goddamn queue for these verifications uh, platform, verification platforms. 
So I thought to fuck with that, left that, tried phoning on mm, Tuesday afternoon, uh, couldn't get through, uh, phoned several times, I'd eventually get through, I'd press all the options and then I'd just get cut off and then I'd, try to, I'd have to start all over again. I did that on and off all day Tuesday, I did it yesterday morning and I'd just given up and my application now expires on Saturday for universal credit and I'll have to start again and do the process again and I'm hoping that if I have to start again that by that point digital identity or dig identity that I use for my tax returns will start accepting me for my universal credit. I doubt it. Um, but you know I can't help but thinking that that system I mean first of all it's been developed on a budget you know a tiny tiny budget compared to what the government's got in its pocket. Um, so that's the first problem with it. Second problem is the it's it's clearly designed to put you off applying for it in the fucking first place, and I can only feel nothing but sympathy having spent two or three days of the week um, applying for it. I can feel nothing but sympathy for people who have to use that every month for their income, people who are disabled, people who are unemployed, people who are sick, people you know, and all the shit they have to go through just to get what's something that's not very much money in the first place anyway. Um, <clears throat> yes, Haley's just told, like, said exactly why I, um, why I just said there on Instagram Live that it was designed to be difficult, and that's exactly what it feels. It feels like you're entering into some sort of like shitty version of Alice in Wonderland, and you just get lost in this myriad of bureaucratic confusion. It's disorientating. It's meant to dissuade you from even applying, and it's not supposed to cope with five million self-employed people all applying for universal credit at the same time so yeah it's just a brutal system um that's been exposed and it's really not fit for purpose in normal times and it's even worse now and um it's just been ruthlessly exposed for how awful it is um but it's not all doom and gloom i want to thank the um the musicians union who have been putting out daily advice to musicians um, and I want to thank them for the, the advice they're giving to musicians. I also want to thank them. I applied to their hardship fund and they've given me money from the hardship fund so I want to thank thank the Musicians Union for that and for their support and their help and um, you know praise should go to them for the help that they're giving to musicians right now. Well they give to musicians all the time but right now especially um, they haven't got a massive staff base there um, as far as I'm aware anyway. Um, and they're working around the clock to support their members so thank you very much to the MU and their staff for doing that and um, I also want to thank people who I put out a plea last week on social media and in this podcast to go and buy my music if you can afford it and um, you know I just want to thank people that have done that that have gone out and, and bought my music that have downloaded it that have Maybe if they can't afford it, they've streamed it. My streams on Spotify have gone up quite a lot in the last week, which is great. So thank you to everyone that's been streaming my music and listening to it and passing it on to other people as well. That's obviously greatly appreciated. So thank you very much for doing that. And um, if you are a musician, um, have a look at some of the various hardship funds that are available. The Musicians Union have set aside a million pounds um, for their members. Uh, so go and have a look at applying for that. That's not a million pounds each, by the way. That's just the budget that's there. Um, go and have a look and applying for that. Help Musicians UK. I applied to their hardship fund yesterday. Um, and we'll see if, uh, hopefully I'm successful. But, you know, I understand if I'm not, there's a lot of people demanding help right now. Um, so they, they are offering £500 to musicians. And so go and have a look at that. Um, PRS for music as well. They're offering a thousand pounds if you've made five hundred pounds in royalties over the last two years. Um, so check them out. And there's other other places you can look at as well. Just head over to the Musicians Union website, and uh, they've got all the places that are taking funding applications. I think um, Arts Council for England or the English Arts Council. I'm not sure what it's called. I think they're giving grants to to musicians as well but I'm not wholly sure on that maybe check that out don't take my word for it um I've got a I've got a comment on the Instagram live that I'm going to share because it's quite good um give me a second <clears throat> I need to read it sideways so hang on a minute people watching this on Instagram are going to think I'm off my head hang on yes 
Yes, Ryan Boyle um, on Instagram has said the following comment, and he's quite right. Hang on a second, I'm going to rearrange myself so I'm not moving away from the mic. He says, Universal credit is not fit for purpose, even prior to current crisis. Cues in the hundreds of thousands will shine a light on it to general public, hopefully. I could not agree more, Ryan, and I really hope that's the case, um, that we get rid of this dreadful system of universal credit. It was a promise from the Labour Party in the last election to scrap it. I'm just going to adjust my mic pop shield a bit because it's popping in my ears. Yeah, it was a pledge from the Labour Party to scrap universal credit and I think this has just been shown. It's been ruthlessly exposed for how useless it is um, and as I say I feel really sorry for people that rely on this every month, every year to get income, to, to, to get some sort of subsistence and it's not fit for purpose and once this is all over I think there needs to be one, an inquiry as to why the government were telling people to apply for that in the first place. And two, two, well, two if, if they're doing that, why they didn't do something about the system. Like, they surely knew it wouldn't cope with the number of people that would be applying. And three, once all that's done, get the whole thing to fuck and start again. And um, I, I don't really know what the previous system was like. Um, universal credit kind of just got swept in and there wasn't much discussion about how the previous system helped people out. Um, in the public discourse um, so I'll, I'll probably have to look at that and have a look at the previous system, what was there um, but this this system's just awful the, the, the actual application process on the YouGov website is fairly accessible if you know how to use a PC it's fairly accessible but verifying your application is just a fucking nightmare and you have to do it online because all the, the job centres are closed so you can't go in and do it that way and if you phone up to try and verify it over the phone you can't get through Um, yeah so thanks for that comment Ryan um, absolutely spot on mate and I hope you're well by the way wherever you are and you're looking after yourself and and your your wife I believe I believe you're married now Um, yeah so what else what else was I going to mention I think I've said everything I want to say on Universal Credit Oh yeah, it was on Newsnight. So, um, the Lewis Goodall, I think his name is, from BBC Newsnight, he posted on Twitter yesterday about, oh, I'm looking for people, speak to people who are self-employed about this current crisis, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> so I sent him a tweet, a, a direct message on Twitter, not really expecting to get a, a reply. And sure enough, the next thing I know, I'm sitting um, on Newsnight. Uh, doing a doing a Skype call on, for Newsnight, which was quite funny. And then I went the rest of the evening thinking they're not going to use it. Like I've got a picture of Fidel Castro over my shoulder, my right shoulder. Like they're absolutely not going to be using that uh, footage. And sure enough, there I was with Fidel Castro lighting up his big cigar um, in the background, which was hilarious. Um, and and um, I I I'd never said anything very political. Like it would have been very easy to say the Tories are a bunch of bastards and this whole thing should, is their fault. Um, but I just wanted to make the point about how awful the system is. So if you've got access to BBC iPlayer, go and check that out. Or um, I think I posted a picture of me on Twitter, so check that out if you can be arsed. Uh, it's just a picture of me sitting at my desk. Um, so there's nothing special to it, but go check it out if you can be arsed. It's on BBC iPlayer. Um, so I've got a few announcements I'm going to make after I've taken a sip from my Lenin cup. So, this Saturday, the 28th of March, at 8pm GMT, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live gig in my gaff. Um, I'm going to be streaming a gig live on Facebook for about an hour, 45 minutes. I'll be doing a set of my own songs, um, and I'll do a couple of covers, sort of folk, roots, world covers, um, for your listening pleasure and enjoyment. And there'll be a PayPal link for donations. Now, it will be there for you to stream for free if if you if you don't want to make a donation if you can't afford it. Like I know everybody's in a really shitty rickety boat right now, but if you can afford to make a donation, I would kindly suggest and nudge you gently in the direction of something around about five pounds, which is what you'd pay if you come to see me in like a small venue in Edinburgh, like Sneaky Pete's, um, or some somewhere like that that holds about 100 folk. Fiverr, 
I think that's not bad. But whatever you can afford to donate, and if you don't want to donate anything because you can't afford it, that's fine. Don't feel like you have to. Don't feel like you're being a prick for watching it if other folk are donating. It's absolutely fine. Um, but please tune in. Tell your friends, family, relatives, dogs, cats, goldfish, whatever. Tell them to tune in and, and um, yeah, please enjoy the show. I'm not really going to be taking any requests because it's just too hard to, to kind of manage and keep an eye on with a, with a live stream. Like I've watched a few and the comments are quite regular when people comment and they disappear and it's it's kind of it's a bit annoying to be scrolling through the comments at the same time as trying to do a gig so I'm not going to be taking requests um but I'm, I'll probably do another one because I'll be in lockdown for months I've lost my income until July so uh, in lockdown for weeks sorry not to panic you there and I've lost my income until July so I'll maybe do another one um later on at some point so you can maybe drop me a message at a few after the gig and say you know could you next time would you mind playing this song um, that wouldn't be a problem. Or get in touch now um, if you want a, a specific song and I'll see what I can do but I have already worked on a set list so your chances are quite slim. Um, but yeah, I won't be taking requests during the gig just because of scrolling through the comments is going to be a total pain in the hoop. Um, yeah, so that's the big announcement uh, for this week and please please um, spread the word to anyone you, you, you think would be interested and I want to thank people on Instagram who have... Um, I want to thank people on Instagram who have um, shared my post on their on their little story window. Uh, there's been quite a few people done that, and I'm really touched and I'm really grateful for that. So thank you, and people on Facebook that have shared it, and everybody on Twitter that's retweeted it as well. Thank you very much for taking the time to do that. Um, what time are we at on the on the old podcast? I'm just going to check. I'm not going to do a very long one this week because the last few, the, all the others have been like over an hour and. Um, I kind of just go, I, I'm going to keep it short um, and sweet and um, I'm going to have a bit, not a bit of a rant, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, um, it's not a rant, it's just making some points about um, this situation. I'm just going to check and see what time we're at on the old podcast because time goes quickly when you're recording. You don't realise that it's suddenly 8 o'clock in the morning the next again day, so I'm just going to check. We're up to 20 minutes. More than that. How the hell has that happened? I feel like I've only been talking for three seconds. Jesus. Jesus. Hang on, I'm taking some more tea. <clears throat> so, as I said, the COVID situation has totally exposed how shite the universal credit thing is. But it's exposed, like, a lot more things as well. And I kind of want to talk about that as well. And how badly organised the state is. And I said how the universal credit's been organised on a on a shoestring budget, but the the state has been organised on a shoestring budget um, for for years. Like my entire life has been neoliberal, economic, save yourself bullshit, economic and social policies, um, and the whole fallacy of that premise upon which the economy and politics has been based on has been hopelessly exposed. By this crisis, um, I mean, it was exposed in two thousand and eight. It was exposed in two thousand and eight when the banks all went to shit, and it's been hopelessly exposed now with this fucking COVID nineteen disaster. Um, and it, it it it's quite eye opening the extent to which the state has been unprepared for this like dramatic um, moment, um, and it's. It's not unsurprising um, that that it's got to this stage. Um, you know, we've been told for years not to rely on state support. Been told for years that it was wrong for the government to intervene. Been told for years that um, you know we can't intervene because that we have to run the run the run the country like we would run a house, and you wouldn't spend more than you earn, and all this sort of carry on, <clears throat> and all this drivel about how you should organise a government. Um, and now the the irony of ironies is they're being forced to intervene in ways that would make um, Jeremy Corbyn look like Lady Thatcher herself. Um, some of the things the government have been forced into doing um, is absolutely spot on. I'm not criticising them for doing it. That's what should be getting done. But the fact that they're doing it now shows that it was possible for this to be done all along. And they just chose not to do anything apart from attacking people like Jeremy Corbyn and the left 
for daring to suggest that we should have state investment, that we should have state support for the vulnerable and the needy. Um, and this was always possible and this could always have been done, but it was a choice. It was a choice by governments, Labour, Tory and SNP not to not to support people, not to do these things and just let the market decide how to run the economy and run society. If you're just joining us on Instagram Live, welcome. This is Podcasting with Callum Baird. I am recording this. It will be on SoundCloud later on tonight. And um, thank you for tuning in on Instagram Live. If you're listening on SoundCloud in the future or the past, I'm not quite sure um, how this works. Somebody needs to tell me. If I'm recording this live, if I'm streaming this live, but I'm also recording it, which is it, the, and the person listening to it on SoundCloud, are they listening to it in the future or in the past? Uh, Jesus, that shows you how much lockdown is melting my brain. I'm asking these sorts of bullshit abstract questions. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, how the state are fucking shit. Um, yeah, and, you know, intervening to support businesses, intervening to support workers. They're going to be announcing fairly soon, I believe, a package for supporting self-employed people. Um... <clears throat> Various other measures have been floated. They're, they're intervening in people's mortgages. They're intervening in the banking sector. They're intervening in insurance. They're intervening in... Well, I've not done it yet, but there's talk about them intervening in the rent sector, the private rent sector. Um, all these things are possible. They just choose not to do them. And what we can't allow to happen, and what will attempt to be... What will the attempt will be, will be to um, just go back to normal to scrap all the state support, scrap all, more austerity because we had to pay out, blah, 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 um, and we can't allow that to happen. And uh, as well as the sort of financial side of what the state have been doing and investing in to support people, and rightly so, they, um, there's other aspects to it about our approach to work, our approach to how we um, socialise with each other, um, that, that shouldn't be lost and um, shouldn't be allowed to just be put back in the box and say, okay, that was just for a special crisis, like for a rainy day, when the rain comes, we'll bring these measures back, like, we'll just wait and see how it goes and then maybe we'll bring these policies back, maybe, if you're good, maybe you'll get a few crumbs, like, um, oh, comments on... Hayley has said on Instagram Live, she has said, we all need each other, that's just a fact, not a fluffy internet meme. I quite like that. That's quite good. Not a fluffy internet meme. That should be on a t-shirt somewhere, Hayley. Yeah, I might steal that. Sorry, Hayley. I might steal that. Uh, Maddie has said, people in the future are listening. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we're getting an answer to my, my, my really, really bizarre question okay we've got maddie is answering thank god people in the future are listening to you in the past dearest comrade save your brain power for your political analysis <laughs> dear me i know i know my brain power has been melted watching recess and watching spider-man cartoons honestly the science in those spider-man cartoons is amazing man it's so good it's fascinating ah Welcome, welcome more more viewers. Welcome to Podcasting with Callum Baird. I'm streaming live on Instagram and I'm recording this for SoundCloud. Um, if you're just joining us, I'm currently ranting about how shite the state is and um, why we should be demanding further state support once this crisis is over and we shouldn't allow things to go back to normal in July or whenever they decide to kickstart the economy again. Um, and if the answer to this crisis is, okay, we've given you money now and we're going to brutally assault your public services and have more austerity, I mean, the reason we're in the situation now where the state have to bail people out um, and support them is because we're still dealing with the consequences of the last financial crisis over 10 years ago. And, you know, not to be Mr. Karl fucking Marx here, but all capitalism does is stumble from one crisis to another. And if they're going to solve this crisis by putting the foundations down, laying the foundations for a new one, then there's this fucking hopeless. And um, we cannot allow them to just say, right, okay, we did that, now we're packing that away, 
you can all fuck off and go and fight each other for the scraps and self-employed people if you still need support get back in that universal credit queue that's where you belong no like we can't have that and i really really would be i'm really interested to see how this develops because um things like flexible working and working from home and um (coughs) things like flexible working and working from home they can be kept and they should be kept as an option and maybe not like um you know i'm all in favor of working from home to be honest for you with you but um there's some things that need to be ironed out in that for example um if you're paying your internet and you're using your internet to work from home you should get an an internet allowance from your employer if you're using your personal phone to make work calls you should be getting a phone allowance from your employer you know these things would need to be ironed out but they're not impossible to figure out and if your employer is going to start saying you should start working from home that saves on their office costs so then they've got the money to pay these allowances um but even if it's just like once once a week yeah you can work from home yeah you can remotely phone into this meeting whatever it is like that we should keep that and this what this is showing there's so many employers that have been reluctant and they still are reluctant i know this i'm not going to name any because it might indicate where my sources come from and i don't want to get people in trouble but there are so many employers out there that are still refusing to send allow people to work from home or are being dragged kicking and screaming to it and um you know one shame on them um but two you know this has shown that it's possible to do we have the technology like society is at a point now where and you'd like to think that people and your, your your government and your employer would trust you you know to at least occasionally answer your emails in between gta sessions you know um you'd like to think there'd be that trust um and and and, and, and it's possible and i think we should be demanding that that gets kept and i'm sure the that the there'll be a lot of employers that'll be happy to embrace that there'll be a lot of employers shiting themselves that they have to embrace that but it can be worked out and it should be um it should be encouraged and um people who want to work from home should be allowed to do it and not be made to feel like some sort of like um layabout you know piece of shit who can't be arsed getting out of bed like it's as well as it being good for as well as it being a sensible move just generally it'd be good for mental well-being for a start it would be good for um I, I guarantee your productivity would increase um as people were not fucking knackered by the time they got to work and couldn't be asked doing fuck all they could just get up and start their work straight away i guarantee your productivity would go up um so i think it's something that should be kept and it should be explored and um i don't see any reason why why it can't be done um, there's so many jobs that get done remotely like I think in the number of times that I've sat on a train or a bus and sent an email you know using my phone like the, which is me working on the move these things are not impossible to do and, and, and this has proven that it can be done and it can be done really quickly as well that's the thing it's not as if this has taken months to get us to this stage it can be done really quickly so I don't see why people why there's a fight for it why there should be a fight for it but there will be because um capitalism shit that was a thumping cup of tea i'm so proud of myself for that well done Callum. pat yourself on the back son well done um and there's other aspects that we should keep as well like state support state income support i said earlier how universal credit should be scrapped i'm not entirely sure what we replace it with other people will have to figure that out um it's good for the climate crisis too sorry working from home Haley's just said yeah damn right it is damn right it is much better for the climate crisis i i, I really don't see the, a, a downside to this and people that resist it are just a bunch of profit chasing bastards um that's the bottom line um so i mentioned earlier about how income support uh universal credit should be scrapped but i'm not entirely sure what should replace it um i'm not a social security expert i'll be honest um i'm a musician with an opinion um but i'm not a social security expert so don't quote me don't run around saying i saw some guy on the internet saying we should do this we should get rid of universal credit and we should do this he was wearing that good morning vietnam t-shirt fucking whoa listen to this boy no he was on Newsnight. he cans man no that's not what i'm saying but one thing the government could look at is universal basic income now there's a bit of a debate about it whether it's um appropriate you know if you've got universalism when you're not taxing appropriately then inevitably rich people are being subsidized 
Um, so, for example, in Scotland, you get free prescription and free tuition fees, which means that people that can afford to pay it aren't paying it, which is a bit of a dilemma for people on the left. Um, and I can see the argument for, for universalism, and I can see the argument for saying, well, we should be redistributing wealth. Um, it, it's a tricky one. But, you know, in the immediate circumstance, while people contemplate their navel and debate these things, it's quite clear that the state has the money to provide in- income support to people. It just chooses not to do it. And a, a, ver- a universal basic income of... I don't know, five thousand to eight thousand pounds a year provided by the state. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Um I think that would be beneficial. I think it would increase mental well being, increase happiness amongst the public, it would increase productivity, um, it would increase spending, um it it would it would it would tick all the boxes really. Um and you know, as a musician, having what what five thousand pounds a year, um I'm not actually sure what that is in math, mathematical terms. Somebody could comment, but a few, <laughs> a few hundred pound a month from the state would would be a burden off my shoulders, and I'm sure other musicians would feel the same. Instead of running around, you know, there's nothing worse than when you've put a good calendar together of of gigs, of which is basically work, which is basically income. There's nothing worse than doing all that, going through that process. Only for a venue to say, uh, okay, the last few months have been shit for us in terms of income, so we're cancelling all live music, and then there goes, like, 500 quid a month of your income. Um, there's nothing worse than that, and it's such a soul-crushing experience, and it's stressful, and you're frantically running around trying to get a get another gig, knowing that there's very likely you'll get one to replace that income straight away. It'll take a few months at least, and you, it's so deflating. Whereas if the state were to offer a universal basic income, it would be a lot less hassle. It would be a lot less stressful. You'd have to, to to you'd have a guaranteed income amount. You would um feel less stressed about trying to guarantee your income and worrying about short term cancellations and I mean you can use contracts obviously as a musician and I do, but you have to you have to have a good union, which I do in the musicians union to to back that up. And a lot of people, musicians don't don't engage in that um yeah yes um you'd need a lot of people um a lot of people need to back up their um their income with a contract and um so that make that makes it hard so if you know i sign contracts when i do my when i do my gigs and for the most part they're honored but when the when a gig gets cancelled, you really have to fight to get your to get your money and say, well, hang on a minute, we had a contract here. You're cancelling this like universally, um, unilaterally. Sorry, like that's not, um, that's not what we agreed. And then you have to fight and go through a, a very difficult process. And I've had to do it two or three times, and it's not an easy thing. It takes a week or two to get to get to the point where the venue says, right, okay, Callum, there's your money. That is a stressful thing as well. So on top of trying to get money from a venue when they cancel short term. I'm also trying to replace the gig so that I'm not out of work. And it's it, the whole thing is just a, strug- a struggle and a stress. Whereas if there was universal basic income that gave folk 500 quid a month for the state and they can afford to do it um, either through taxing people or in the cash reserves, I've just shown that, they're using 15% of what they had tucked away in the bank to fund people's wages. So they've shown that the money's there. Um... And it would be such a great support to people who are self-employed, who are freelancing, who who are on a zero-hour contract, who are in the gig economy, who are struggling to, who are single parents who are working two different jobs. You know, the single parent could maybe afford to let one of those jobs go if they got universal basic income and spend more time with their kid and spend less time worrying. And um, I, I can't see it. I can't see a downside to universal basic income when you put it in those terms. Um, what else? I've got a list of all these things that should be getting done. By the way, I could be here all day. Um, I'll rattle through them. Society, you know, people. Um, how how to how do I say this? Um, social distancing is quite grim, but. By people acknowledging that we need to distance, that keep social distancing, they're one acknowledging that they need to protect their own health, but they're two acknowledging they need to protect the health of others, 
And straight away, this whole look after yourself mentality, laissez-faire, neoliberal wank is out the window when people start thinking, well, hang on, I need to look after myself, but I also need to look after other people. And and um, that's that's a very big step in changing the way our society works. I mean, that's a big difference for me. And this is a bit of a hot take that requires a bit more study and research, but that's a big difference for me between British society, European society, and Chinese society. Like In China, um, the the people there and the society then the people there view the state as sort of part of the family and um not something to be scared of or run away from or say oh we don't want your support i'm not a scrounger like i'll work hard for my time and my living like they they see the state as part of the family as part as as a protectorate sort of thing um and everybody has a responsibility to each other like people running around in china wearing face masks they're not wearing that to stop themselves getting sick they're wearing that because they are sick and don't want to give their germs to other people and that's like just a really small example of the different sort of mentality that exists a different sort of cultural mentality that exists in china versus what exists here and we really need to get rid of this fucking oh he's a scrounger he's on benefits oh he doesn't earn this much money as i do and oh he can't afford to do that and oh i can't do this because it might impact on my income and i'll know do you know we really need to get that to fucking this crisis has sort of shown that we actually have to work together we have to respect each other we have to um you know money is of no object when you when there's a disease going around that can kill people um and this this has shown that when all that is just parked to the side and put down and all these bullshit social differences and class differences are left to one side that we can actually get along and we can actually look after each other and be sensible around each other without um w- without any without any um animosity um and that's not to say obviously there's been scraps in that for toilet roll i've seen the, i've seen the pictures on twitter as well and i'm not saying we've got a brand we've got the genesis of a socialist society here because of covid19 but like there's been a small shift in people's attitude towards one another and that should be encouraged from a small shift to a to a to a total change in the way we, we approach each other uh, and work together and um socialize and <coughs> don't worry that's not that's um that's not a new cough i've got i've just got a tickle in my throat don't worry It's just, it's, yeah, it's just a small shift in our mentality and our attitude, and that should be protected and shouldn't be forced away. And, um, you know, self-employed people traditionally hate the benefit system, hate the welfare system. They think that everybody's out to get them, that there's no support for the self-employed. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that at least, what, there's something like 500,000 people in the last week have applied. I'd like to think at least a fifth of those people that were self-employed, that maybe were against the welfare system, <laughs> that were maybe against the welfare system, um, I'd like to think that they would um, have gone through that process of, of applying for universal credit and seen just how much of a nightmare it actually is to apply for uh, and maybe have a bit more compassion for people who apply for benefits and maybe um, understand, as as Ryan said earlier, understand the, um, the, the it's, it's had a light, shone on it that the the total backwardness of the application system and process um what else investment in healthcare um there's been invest there's been some of that um they're asking people who have recently retired to come back at retirement and come back to work that's investing in, in staff to, to an extent um they're talking about buying new equipment for staff they're taking that an age to do it but it's in the it's in the pipeline um and and again it's just this whole idea of we can't intervene, we can't do this, we have to let the market decide, we have to have a small budget for little things, but you know, more and more of this has to go to the private sector because it's not the job of the state to do this, it's not the job of the state to do that, you know, you have to look after yourself and your family because no one else is going to do it sort of thing. That has to get to absolute fuck and we're seeing the consequence of decimating public services like the NHS, like policing, like emergency services, we've seen the consequence of decimating all these things, coming home to roost, and suddenly there's a panic now in London. I saw a health official in London describing a tsunami of coronavirus cases. 
I think that tsunami, if, if that's what it is, and I don't know much more about it than that, if, I think that tsunami could be better managed if maybe the Tories hadn't fucked the NHS for the last 10 years, possibly. I'm just guessing. Um, that's, you know, that's maybe a bit of a hot take. But I don't, I don't think that it is. And the whole, the whole, the whole premise of austerity has been absolutely pontooned in the last week, in the last few weeks, actually. The whole nonsense of the 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 argument and the the reason behind uh, imposing it has been absolutely blasted. And um, yeah, yeah, I just think that um, we we need to hold the government to account, hold our employers to account, and not allow these things to be pushed away like you know the state are directing here's another example the state are telling companies to start that can to start providing excuse me to start providing hand sanitizer so alcohol companies they're asking companies that can to start building ventilators i've got to wonder why why we're asking companies and not directing them to do it for one point for one part but why we don't have a state manufacturer that does these things um, that makes these makes these um, these bits of technology that we need when we're in a crisis, but or just makes them in general. Um, think of the people that could be employed by a state manufacturer that makes different aspects. You know, you could build, bolt a, you could bolt a manufacturer onto the NHS e- easily, easily do that. A manufacturer that pr- makes stuff for the NHS, you could do that, no problem. Um, you could bolt a manufacturer onto various different things. To, to to produce different technologies all throughout throughout normal throughout every time crisis so-called normal time these are things that the state is just choosing not to do and the reason you know money's never been the issue here it's never been the issue you know Corbyn was attacked for oh there's no magic money tree and you know we all have to just sort of look after our finances we can't do this we can't do that we have to protect this we have to protect that and if that means making difficult decisions about cuts then so be it that's what we have to do like money's not the issue greed has been the issue ideology has been the issue neoliberalism has been the issue um pushing everybody apart and telling everyone to look after themselves and placing the individual at the top of the agenda over the collective has been the issue behind all this and it's been ruthlessly exposed and um, I really, really hope that people have, have, have seen that, have witnessed that, they have um, processed that in their head um, and I've thought, hang on a minute, like, we were told, I actually, the other day I was um, looking at my window and I could hear a couple of, a couple of guys standing at the street talking about this, talking about how they found, how they invested money in this and weren't criticising it, saying it was the right thing, but asking why could this not have been done before? Where was the money before? Why, why can't I get a GP appointment for six weeks? Because they've made fucking cuts to the health service. Um, why were they not investing in the health service before like this and stepping up attention and giving people support when they need it uh so i think there is a, i think there is a, a conversation beginning to develop um in society i think there is a conversation but it's very slow and british society never moves very quickly um so these things will take might take a while um but i hope that we can keep some of the stuff like flexible working get a universal basic income for people and maybe just change the way we approach each other as well. I'd, I'd like to see those those three things change. But maybe I'm a dreamer. Who knows. Welcome everyone on Instagram Live. If you're still watching, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this. I'm just about to wrap up. I'm going to go and play my guitar. I'm also going to go and do a bit more drawing. Um, I've taken up drawing recently as a pastime to try and stop myself playing the bloody PlayStation all the time whenever I get bored. Because all that happens is I just sort of like pour acid on my creative mind and on my brain. And I go from maybe having like an idea for a song to then totally forgetting it because I've been playing FIFA for the last two, and two three hours. Um, so I'm trying to draw a bit more. And um, the thumbnail for this... <coughs> the thumbnail for this... I promise I've not got COVID-19. The promise... The, the thumbnail for this um, podcast is going to be a drawing I did earlier in the week um, of, uh, of a bunch of carnations and I was feeling pretty grim about the situation um, not grim, just like a bit sort of like 
this is shite and was kind of feeling like a bit angry about it all and kind of feeling like this could have been avoided the whole situation maybe could have been avoided I, I don't know but um so I, I drew myself a picture to try and lift my mood um and I'm going to use that picture as a thumbnail for this podcast when I post it on SoundCloud which I will be doing imminently after I've finished recording this I'm just going to take another drink of water <clears throat> So, yeah, I'm going to go and do a bit more drawing. But for the week ahead, I want to try and use my time now in lockdown to sort of develop my work a bit and get a bit more on top of that and um, be in a better position once this is all over. I have a better idea of how to use my time during the day, during the week, when I'm not gigging, what I could do, what I'm capable of doing, um, what I'm not capable of doing, um, you know, these things, sort of um, using it as a chance to sort of trial and error, experiment a bit with what I'm, what's what's possible with my time. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and write a bit more. I'm going to try and record a bit more. I've got a few songs that are just sitting there collecting dust, so to speak. So I want to record them and maybe put them out as demos, maybe. Um, and try to just get myself as I say into a good position once this is over or, or not a good position but a better position a bit more established and a bit more savvy about how to organize my time um, as a freelance musician um, and if you're a freelance musician or yourself and you're listening to this um, why don't comment uh, on the SoundCloud or on the social media site you're listening to this on or wherever you've come across it and let me know what you're doing to fill the time and what ideas you've got um, for filling the time, how you're organising your time, how you're managing the lockdown um, and what I'm going to do as well, I mentioned earlier in the podcast some hardship funds for musicians, I'm going to post the links to that in the description on SoundCloud for this podcast. Um, so I'm going to leave you now, I'm going to go and attend to the rest of my day. Um, thank you everyone for joining us on Instagram Live. Um, if you're listening to this as a recording, um, please consider becoming a patron uh, at my Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash Callum Baird Songs. Please consider that. Uh, there's four different tiers ranging from £3 up to £30. So um, have a look at that if you can afford it. And um, if you can't, that's totally fine. Don't worry. And don't forget about my gig on Saturday on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock. Tune in shortly before 8 o'clock to catch the stream. Tell your friends and family and um, look after yourselves, look after each other, um, try to see if there's anybody in your block, on your street that can't get, can't get any, can't get a loaf in or needs some milk or, or anything like that, try to, um, try to look out for other folk and um, wash your hands, keep clean. Okay, thank you very much everybody, take care and uh, peace, thank you.